0: I raise Lana's volume every time we do this. Why? Because I don't silence women's voices.
1: (laughs) Happy Women's History Month. welcome back to our podcast this is the open podcast it's our podcast Socks. yeah it is we're gonna keep that we're keeping we're this. keeping that this okay staying, guys. what's up everybody my name is lano holgado i'm an indie artist theater technician and occasional water drinker
0: what's up everybody my name is josh kumar i'm a co-host podcast producer and the tyler james williams stand i
1: don't even know who that is you
0: don't know the guy from everybody hates chris he was chris oh he's chris yeah
1: I never watched everybody who's What Are
0: you kidding me? Well,
1: everybody hated him, so I was like. Yeah,
0: but like he <laughs> was a, the relatable, point? He's a relatable human being. I, I,
1: wasn't, I wasn't much for like old school
0: it sitcoms was, and stuff. It was like a single cam, it, it was a gem of yeah. the, the late 2000s. Was
1: he, it? Yeah. I don't know what it I was, was watching great. in the late
0: 2000s. He was the guy from that Disney movie, Let It Shine. He's the rapper.
1: Right, maybe I do know this man. Yeah. You, you know
0: this man. You've seen this man. <laughs> I've before. seen this man. He was in The Walking Dead. Sorry to this man. Yeah. This
1: is, I haven't seen The Walking Dead either. He's in
0: everything. <laughs> he's in a lot of things you haven't seen. He like freestyles yeah. this way in the morning.
1: I and, don't. Like, I Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. know. Him. I know. You've I know, yeah. seen him before. Was, yeah. He
0: got jacked. He's like, yeah. he's doing real well in life, and I'm, I'm happy for him.
1: Good job. Good yeah. on you. Anyway. Okay, drink more water. I will. This ice will turn into water, and that will be my water for the morning. That is
0: not adequate amount. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just had iced coffee.
0: Although that actually is a lot of ice. Maybe that mm-hmm. is. Another, yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah, it's I filled snacking. it, you know, in. This is like a reusable Starbucks mug that I like, made coffee in my own for this the is- listeners who aren't visually impaired mm. who oh, who are yep. visually impaired
0: <laughs> I, w- I want to see the visual like skill that somebody has where they can like see this through the <laughs> microphone and like the audio yeah. recording
1: oh that's crazy that would be yeah. crazy yeah anyway I got I got reusable Starbucks I I went to the grocery store and I ground the beans myself and I put it in a little baggie and I made my cold brew last night and this morning I put it in here and um wow what am i talking about
0: I don't know. do you like your cold brew sweet
1: yeah but cold brew is just naturally sweet
0: i got you you know what else is naturally sweet what be sweet by japanese breakfast wow <laughs> which brings us to our first segment song swap. song swap this week i gave lana be sweet by japanese breakfast Japanese Breakfast is an experimental pop band headed by Michelle Zonner. originally started as a project for her to record solo music while she was in her other band Little Big League. Her debut album, Psychopomp, a dreamy lo-fi album that grappled with the recent death of her mother, was well received and garnered critical and commercial acclaim, bringing her from an obscure indie musician into the spotlight and getting her a deal with the label Dead Oceans, famous for also having Phoebe Bridgers. After releasing her sophomore album, Soft Sounds from Another Planet, that also grappled with her mother's passing, Zonner sought out to make her third album, Jubilee, decidedly more a beat in tone, with B-Sweet released as the lead single for the album.
1: Yeah. Okay, I really liked it. I was listening to this song on the plane as the plane was taking off, and it just set the vibe so well. Um, I think I, I needed some entertainment, so I saved the entire album and it was- it was uh, a really nice time to listen to that. so if you're ever taking off on a plane and you need something to calm your nerves, set the- set the vibe, Japanese Breakfast, she'll do it for you. i was getting a lot of Madonna vibes from this song and i wasn't really expect- like okay so i haven't listened to Japanese Breakfast, i feel like this is one of those bands that everyone's like oh yeah i'm a cool kid i listen to japanese breakfast because i'm so cool i like didn't know anything about her i didn't know she was a local girl I, i i was getting i was really expecting more of like an indie rock vibe but i was surprised um pleasantly surprised by like you know the 80s inspirations and also, I was also pleasantly surprised at the range that she displayed on this album. And I, you back not too late Love you I have the crying in H mark um audiobook saved on my audible and i will get to it when i get to it um i'm maybe i should go to hmart and just cry while i listen to crying in hmart
0: i think that's like the only way to probably that's the yeah them.
1: that's the only way that's the only way to do it anyway josh right. thoughts on japanese breakfast <laughs>
0: It stayed really well on top of this Woo-hoo. one. Well, actually, like, okay, so I picked this song partly because I just wanted to talk about Crying in H-Mart. Mm-hmm. So, like, I read Crying in H-Mart, but I picked it up on a Thursday and then I was done with it on Friday.
1: That's one day. That's
0: one day. Yeah. Like, I was, it just had me.
1: Isn't, it's essays, trouble. right?
0: It, no, it's a single, so what it, it's like a memoir. Uh, um, okay. That it's uh, sort of just like catalog. It was originally an essay that she published in the New Yorker, about how she would go to HMR and she'd cry because her mom's dead. Uh, And then it got expanded out into like a long form book where she talks about her relationship with her mom and her parents um, growing up like biracial Eugene, Oregon, uh, not with like a bunch of uh, around like a lot of Korean kids and stuff like that. And um, sort of like, you know, the difficulties of her relationship with her mom, that her mom gets cancer. So she goes back, becomes her caretaker and uh, goes through that whole process there and then like says goodbye. Uh, and sort of moves on with her life and like the difficulty that uh, it all entails there um, which was uh, like actually made for she was like a pretty struggling like indie artist before um, this experience happened and after she was able to like channel uh, all these experiences into her debut album Psychopomp, uh which you know ironically enough like we got her that mainstream uh, attention and attraction there she's like one of the most fascinating individuals i think uh, that's like currently operating in music because of like that dichotomy that she had mm-hmm. where like she felt like she was constantly being like a disappointment to her mom because like she wasn't successful and then in losing her mom she was able to get that success but she's yeah i just love her voice and like not even just like the singing voice but like the ideas that she has and like what she wants to communicate uh, I'm like really attracted to that, uh, so this song ended up being like really, uh, really cool for me to listen to here. Um, and I think like she had went through a pretty interesting evolution with her like previous work going up to this. So if you listen to like her uh, debut album Psycho so like In Heaven for example, you'll notice that her uh, vocals are really distorted and uh, not really like, coming through in a very like clean way, right? Um, compare that to her uh, second album, which is uh, Soft Sounds from Another Planet. There's like kind of an interesting dichotomy. You can hear it in the song Roadhead, where uh, she's all still distorting her voice, but she's getting like a little bit more confident and letting it, um, you know, sort of shine through a little bit more and like pick up the melody. Then we have like this song here, Be Sweet, where she's not even uh, playing with her voice at all. She's just straight up singing and um, like being really confident in like the strength that her voice is able to carry this melody here. And it makes for a really like delightful song and really like fun and interesting to listen to. Tell the I'm calling. Also, because I am not just a words boy, mm-hmm. I also know things about production. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I have opinions. DJK
1: uh, out here. DJK out here. That's that's Josh's production. Yeah, name.
0: yeah. So I like how uh, each instrument is like really distinct here. There's like I think a trend in music that a lot of music now relies on like synths and like electro type like piano sounds, uh, which is really cool. And this song has like a pretty distinctive uh, riff that it keeps going back to as the line bass line is in like B-A-S-E. Yeah. Yeah. But like the synths are sort of like the defining sound everything gets uh, built on top of that. But the, in- the other instruments end up being pretty like distinctive. So the bass line is something that I can actually hear, which I appreciate, because not a lot of songs I can hear the bass. <laughs> are audible and like have some pretty cool riffs that sort of like add on to this. And it's sort of that like retro type sound that you don't really hear as much now.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Madonna vibes. Yeah.
0: Madonna vibes. Um, it's it's because I think this honor is like a guitarist first as a musician, mm-hmm. so um, that's sort of like the sound that she's a little bit more comfortable with. So that's why I like uh, Japanese breakfast sound. Also like the lyrics are pretty uh, fun and interesting. Um, it's sort of like cataloging like somebody who's going through a uh, like partner who's sort of like on again off again and um, trying to like bring them back but also like let her know that like she wants more in the relationship. also like Zon- part of the thing that I like about Zahner's Joyce is she has like just interesting uh, she's like really good at I think capturing like specific parts of like stuff especially uh, our generation go through so she's talked a lot about how like she's uh, like an atheist and not like really a spiritual person um, but she also sort of chooses to believe in things that don't like necessarily make like scientific sense so one of the things she's uh, went back to is like a lot of the success that she had is because of her mom um even though like she's passed on like she's still like giving her things and still like affecting she had this one like really powerful uh line in the book where uh i'm gonna spoil it Um, but she said that she like imagined like her mom like holding like her foot down on god's neck like Mm. for like making him give uh zoner all this success and stuff i like that yeah and um I think like a lot of people in our generation like fit in the mold where like they don't believe in organized religion But they also don't believe in like absolute nothingness Mm -hmm. They just sort of fall in that space in between and I think uh, Especially like Zahner's like lyric. I want to believe in you. I want to believe in something Mm -hmm. I think that really captures it and I thought that was really interesting.
1: Yeah, I feel that too because I mean like I don't know where I fit in exactly on, like, the spirituality yeah. but I feel like, as a whole, organized religion has failed a lot of people. It's, like, helped a lot of people, but it's, like, when you really look into like, you know, the things that it's done, it's, like, people are very, like, what's the word? I don't know. People are people poo-poo on uh, upon religion a Mm. lot um and it's not like it's not god's fault it's the way that people i don't know contort it Mm. to like fit their needs but like that's the whole point of religion is like let go of that Mm. just chill Mm. and be a nice person yeah um but, yeah, I definitely relate to, like, wanting to believe in something and, like, the way that a loss, the loss of a loved one, it, like, you, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But, like, my, I, I've been just kind of, like, floaty-floaty for a bit. And when my grandmother passed away, um, it, she was very, very devout Catholic, um, and, like, there's a lot of things in the Catholic Church that are problematic. We, we all know this. Mm-hmm. But it was just, like, when she passed away, I feel like as a family, we were all just, like, clinging to all of, like, the traditions and her, like, like, all this stuff because, like, she embodied all the good parts of Catholicism and, you know, the part that's just, like, I want to build a community and I want to care about people. So we like, we all said our prayers as a family. Like, when she was around and she would be like, guys, we all got to pray the rosary, we would be like, fine, whatever. But like, this time around, if it really felt that she was like, there with us, and like, it was like a way to be close to her. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry! I'm crying right now! Ah! Anyway, but yeah, I, I really understand that whole thing of like wanting to believe in something and also like i haven't my mom thankfully is still alive today is her birthday when we're, when we're recording this happy birthday, happy birthday. Mrs. yeah um but like and i we, i have my squabbles with her if you if you're listening to this mommy i love you <laughs> But like if like we have our squabbles, but if anything were to happen to my mom, it would be on site. Like Mm. I, you know, you know, like it, like put everything aside. We're like, that's my mom. We're talking about. Mm. That's my mother.
0: Shout out to Miss Algado.
1: Yeah. What about you, Josh? Do you love love your mom? I
0: love my mom so
1: much.
0: Yeah. She's never gonna listen to this podcast though. (laughs) So I'm not like. You know, Mom, happy birthday. You're never going to listen. I'll like, guarantee you'll never listen.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. All right, so we both love our moms. We both love our moms. And you know what moms say if you move out of the house? They're like, oh, come visit. Come and see me for once. <laughs> he was like, why don't you spend any time with me? Party next door gets it. Part, yeah, so I, the song that I gave Josh is... Come and see me by Party Next Door featuring Drake.
2: How talking about it's come and see me for us. Come and see me for us. You don't ever come to me. You don't ever come to me. All she ever says come and see me for us. Come and see me for us. You're never come to me. You're never come to me.
1: So, I don't know how to say this name, but Party Next Door his real name is Brad.
0: You can just say his name is
1: Party Next Door. Yeah, his name. Yeah. Okay, so Party Next Door, um, all, caps, all caps, no spaces, is a Canadian singer, songwriter, rapper, producer. He does it all. Um, he was first signed. He, oh, no. He was the first artist to be signed to Drake's record label. OVO? Is that OVO, that yeah. OVO, okay. I was saying in my head, OVO. OVO. <laughs> He was signed to Drake's record label, OVO Sound, in 2013 when he was just 20 years old. He released his first EP, Party Next Door, self-titled, and we love a self-titled king. And the next... (laughs) you you don't want to know what he named his next EP? Party Next Door 2! And he just everything is party next door. Really love, a, literally love strong branding.
0: Mm.
1: Why why can't I get invited to the party next door? Why can't party? Why can't the party be at my house? Anyway,
0: you have to start the party though. <sighs>
1: ah, fine. Party. Yeah, I'll, my my rapper name will be party at my house. That's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. good, right? Yeah, I, that's good. And then yeah, all my albums will be party at my house. Because everyone likes
0: party at my place. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, party in my house. Um, he also wrote uh, Rihanna's work. "Work, Work, 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 Work," which makes sense with his, you know, his like Caribbean roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and "Wild Thoughts," which is also like that similar vibe. DJ Khaled, we the best music. He should have put his tag on there instead of DJ Khaled. Mm. Screw that guy.
0: Yeah,
1: he he just seems like a cool guy. I guess.
0: Yeah. Thought the song was like cool. It's like nice vibe music. Um
1: Did you know wait, hold on did you know this song before you you knew the song, right? Uh
0: no, actually. Oh you didn't. I listened to a lot of party next door. Me neither. I just know this song. I thought it was really funny that uh So Hill last week was like, Oh yeah, like I'm really inspired by this and I'm like, This is completely accidental. Yeah. But uh (laughs) I yeah, so that was um a nice like coincidence. I did relate to this as, you know, uh, a massive player, so I was like, yeah, yeah nah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, we actually, uh, um, I don't know if I'll put this in or not, but like, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, I just had, like, this one memory of, like, back in senior year, I was at, like, this one Model UN conference, right? It was, like, a, which oh, is, Model UN. Oh. Car, right? uh, so I was, it was at, like, records. so we were staying at, like, a hotel, mm-hmm. and then, um, it was, like, it was an overnight thing, so we were there for a couple days, and one of the days there, there's this one like, uh, something happened in our committee, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's this one cute girl in my committee and then we broke for dinner. And I was like, hey, why don't we get dinner and we'll like talk about this thing that just happened. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh yeah, sure, cool. So we go, we get dinner, uh, and then we like go and we're sitting in the hotel lobby and we're like talking about this. And a group of guys from our school uh, was like walking by with like our teacher, cause they were going to get dinner. And then they're just like, oh, hey Josh, do you wanna? And I'm like, "I don't know, I'm getting with, uh, here. And then one of the guys sees her, and then uh, he's just like, "Oh, okay, Josh, I oh, see you. No. All right, I see what you're doing." Not and a model,
2: you wad.
0: And then, and then my teacher like pulled him aside, and she yelled at him. She's like, "Why would you do that to Josh? You know he doesn't get opportunities like this."
1: <laughs> That's so funny. You need to keep that in. You need to keep that in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And like uh, I remember, like afterwards, like somebody told me that happened and I was just like, oh yeah, like, okay. Like it didn't even process that she was just like, this dude's got no game, you can't ruin this for him. Well,
1: well yeah, yeah, you gotta leave it in because I, you gotta showcase your glow-up yeah, since then. I know,
0: I mean I I have enough distance from now. Yeah. And enough yeah, enough success. That I can laugh at that.
1: Success in respectable women! Yeah, let's
0: go. <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about, <laughs> we're party, talking next about party Next Door. Anyway, this is going to be
0: a funny podcast. It's not going to have like a lot of good analysis, but it's going to be really funny. This will be,
1: yes, this will be good. Yeah. Once uh, in a while, we just got to have one of... This is one for us, guys. This is, yeah. yeah. You know, so, some people like the analysis. Some people like just the banter. Yeah. Some people like both. This will be one for the... This will be a Cheeky bands podcast.
0: Yeah, it's Cheeky bands. Um, yeah, I mean this song doesn't really lend itself much to analysis It does kind of capture the feeling of like being the one who is holding back a relationship and it's not fun in that space mm-hmm. uh, So it did kind of like it, it hit on that um, I did like Shout out lyric uh, when he was just like "I hear you saying we a lot you speak French now
2: I hear you talking about we a lot oh you speak French now Giving me the sign so I gotta take a hint now
0: This song reminded me of like an old meme that was like if you like take a Drake CD and you like drop a tear on it It unlocks a bonus track <laughs> And that's what this felt <laughs> like here yeah. Beat was cool, Part right next door cool, Drake cool
1: The whole good. reason I picked this song was because I became hyper fixated on it When my, I was visiting my friend in Boston, and she said, we, the word we, and I was like, what's that song, what's that song that has that line, it's like, oh, I say, say we a lot, of These people French now, and then I, I looked, I thought, I thought it was a different song, and then I just googled the lyric, and I, I found it, and I couldn't, I just hyper fixated on it, and here we are, um, party next door, I just was so hung up on how toxic this song was.
2: I hit you up like, do you want to hang right now? On the east side, and you know I'm with the gang right now. You say, do I want to watch? Do I know what time it is right now? Yeah. It's after 2 a.m. and that's asking a lot of you right now. All
1: she talking about is coming see me for a I like, I don't, like, I, j- I just, I, I am so far removed from the situation in this song That, like, I can't even wrap my head around, like, what's going on It's like, so you're thinking about how things, this is becoming a serious relationship, right? If, and then you're like, okay, this is becoming serious, like, I gotta take a hint And then so, like, your response is to be like Hey, you up? I'm with the boys. And she's like, What do you do like well, it's 2 AM Like what do you want from me? And it's like, oh, why don't you come and see me for once? Like like you obviously know that like this is like like this is like becoming like a a, a more serious thing and like why like just just put it like what do you want out of this? What do you like what do- and then you're like and then you're like and then the next verse is like Oh, I've been up for two whole days thinking what, like what, I, what did I do, like, what, like where did I go wrong? And I'm like, come on. I've
2: been up for two whole days thinking what I did to keep you going. Thumbing through the voicemails that you left me telling me what I went wrong. I'll admit I'm sorry when I feel I'm truly sorry. Things change, people change, feelings change too. Never thought the circumstances would have changed too.
1: And like it's just teaching a whole generation of young boys because there's not like some like you are Josh have perspective. You're older and you're like you can look at it from like a third person point of view because this wasn't you growing up and you're like, oh yeah, obviously like this is like kind of toxic.
0: <laughs> okay. Resent the whole like this wasn't you growing up kind of thing. Hey no, I'm okay.
1: saying you I'm I'm saying you respect women yeah. and their time and all their stuff. Like, yeah. do you do you want to be a toxic fuck boy? No.
0: No. Exactly.
1: You know, you know, you can get bitches and be respectful, okay? Okay, okay Josh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah, it's it's teaching boys to gaslight. Yeah. It's
1: yeah, it's teaching boys to gaslight cuz they don't know any better, you know? They don't know any better and they were like, "Oh, this is like you said it's a cool vibey music." And they're like, "Yeah, this is like this is what you're supposed to do." Like this, you know, you got to you got to I don't know.
0: Okay. I mean, okay. So I think it is like he's being a villain in the song. Yeah. And like the end, like I think the Drake feature does really matter Mm -hmm. because Drake like has that whole thing where he's pointing out this is getting one-sided, like, you know, it's not really fair. Like he just straight up says it's not really fair right now. Lately you
2: keep questioning what you get out the deal. Doing things to make me feel the way I make it feel. How hard is it to let you know when I'm coming home? That way you could be prepared, maybe take a couple sick days and I miss pay. I don't even know what things are looking like inside of your place. I decorate. This thing is getting one sided. I can't even lie to you right now. Yeah.
0: All she's talking about is. You're not meant to, like, look at Party Next Door and be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, women be crazy and, like, tripping when mm-hmm. they're just like, hey, can you, like. Can you come to me for, like, a one time in your life? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I just guess that. See, this is why you're the lyrics guy, because I don't know how to, like, process things as, like, a, see the big picture. Just get, you know. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Also, like, this, I mean, it's vibey because it's supposed to be, like, kind of sorrowful, I mm-hmm. think, Right? Like, he's not, like, he's not, like, angry about her saying this, right? He's not, like, oh, she crazy. He's just straight up, like, man, this sucks. Yeah. Because you know.
1: Well, okay, yeah, I guess so. Like, I feel like the reason this really blew up is not because like you listen to the song and you're like, ah, oh, yes, sorrows. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, oh, like I don't know. Like this beat like struck me as like this is a pretty sexy beat. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to this. I put this on my, on my, uh, doing certain acts playlist.
0: Mm-hmm. I too listen to this when I'm praying. <laughs> Just grab my rosary, and I'm like... In the like, party...
1: <laughs> in the name of the party, the next, in the door, amen. <laughs> that was a joke, y'all. I promise oh. that
0: we don't use a rosary.
1: Yeah. I listen to this when I, I listen to this song when I clean my house without being told. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shout out, Mrs. Elgato.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what are we talking about? We were talking about my gaslighting. Mom, yeah. It. Um... Uh, yeah I mean I guess like I did i i was talking I, I was talking to josh about this before he started like i party next door I was expecting to listen to his catalog and see all like player music you know but um like he really does have like the full spectrum of human emotions which I appreciate not all men do yeah um hashtag and not all men hashtag not all men. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Hashtag, not all men are great. Most men aren't. It's not their I'm fault, the only though. One who is. It's not their fault. It's the patriarchy's fault. What was I talking about? You're not talking
0: all about men. how he captures the full spectrum he, of
1: humanity. Yeah, the, his song Joy on Party Next Door 3 um, is about loyalty and just like just, just love and joy, and it's great. I really like um Not Nice and Only You and Joy. Those were my favorite ones cause like it wasn't like sad boy music, it was like that like Caribbean beat like type thing and it was like a fun it was like a party next door. <laughs> I'm gonna make that I'm gonna- I mean, keep a tally for like how many times I made jokes about uh, Party Next Door's name. <laughs> um, Yeah, so good job, Mr. Door. Shout out
0: to Doors. Shout
1: out to Doors.
0: There's less of you than Wheels. Mm
1: hmm. Mm
0: hmm. That makes you more important.
1: Yeah, my rapper name will be Party Next Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um how do we transition? Um you know my my freaking moods, dude. Like I've regulated them pretty well, but like I'm just really in a in a state today and like you know like the only other time that my moods have been this bad was when I was in college. You know, when I was getting that degree and like it really broke me down, built me back up, so like it's time to use it, my guy. I so Today, friends, we are talking about music concrète. There's an accent in there, but I couldn't figure out which. Oh, uh, so it's
0: not concrete.
1: No, it's not concrete. It's a. It's like a French term, music concrète. Musique concrète. Musique concrete. I'm going to give you guys the fancy definition so you can get into your brains and like spew it out in conversation, make you sound smart. Music concrete is a type of music composition that utilizes recorded sounds as raw material. They're often modified through the application of audio effects and tape manipulation and may be assembled in forms of a montage. Um... You can get these recordings anywhere, they just have to be like raw sounds, you know, not like instruments, per se. Um, so that was the technical definition. Honestly, yeah, music, yeah it's just like raw sounds used in music, you can compile them however you'd like. The, the reason it has a French name is because it was pioneered by a French composer, Pierre Schaeffer. Uh, yeah this was in 1942 French composer um this was also like the time when radio was be- really popping poppin'. he was um gathering noises from here and there um, and he was like I can use this to make music what
0: was it called concrete
1: yeah music concrete but why
0: concrete? because Did it's you like use concrete or something
1: yeah um, like Yeah, concrete music. Like, music that's, like, from, like, concrete...
0: Sources. Sources, yeah. All right, so let's give the people some examples, Lana.
1: So an example would be um, all of the band Clippings, their entire discography. Like, um, we talked about David Diggs. That's that's the group that he fronts. Um, But, yeah, their whole thing is, like using experimental methods of creating sounds
2: y'all feed off the bottom but now y'all remember y'all remember y'all remember
1: that song is all about afrofuturism and you know what if African slaves that were drowned on their way coming to America. Like what if they survived and like um, Built their own society and like adapted to living underwater Mm -hmm. each verse is it starts out on the bottom of the uh, on the bottom of the ocean floor Mm -hmm. and Each verse it's it's about like them rising and rising until they get to the surface Mm -hmm. so there's like this motif that happens and it's like it's very like distorted and like muffled and resonant and deep and each time it comes up it gets a little faster and higher pitched the rip of the they, they use sonar a second language
2: y'all fluent with it and all the dreamers is woke now with nightmare swim but everybody heard that boom know y'all coming for them
1: More poppy example would be Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, produced by Phineas, of course. Duh. The, guy. the snare sounding thingy in the chorus is actually like the sound that plays when you cross the street in Australia.
0: Yeah. So when you're on a street corner in Australia you press the button and then when it when the walk sign turns on you hear this like rhythmic sound that i that i love and that billy loved and so we recorded it and it sounds like this
1: there are um, some other songs in billy's catalog that use that method of found sounds so that's pretty cool oftentimes a hallmark of music concrete is that these sounds are electronically, they're, they're very processed, so mm-hmm. the sounds often won't be like the pure sound is that you found like in recording in the field. It'll go through and it'll like evolve into something different, which is what clipping usually does. Um, they synthesize their sounds and like run it under stuff. Mm-hmm. As opposed to in Bad Guy, they're um, the sound of the walking is basically how it appears in the wild. Mm. Music on Do you know anything, Josh? Have you? Do you know of anything that's like music, music on credit?
0: Yeah. yeah, no, uh, like Clipping Work Work uses, uh, it's the sound of like a little ball bearing that's like rattling around in a cup. Mm-hmm. And that's what they use for the beat.
1: And that was Lana Gets a User Degree. Lana Gets
0: a user Degree! Anyway. Let's talk about being an adult theater kid, Lana.
1: Oh, man.
0: Welcome to Fighting on Purpose, even though this time we're not actually fighting.
1: Let's, t- yeah.
0: Let's talk about discussing things on purpose.
1: Discussing d- discussions.
0: Discussions on purpose.
1: Discussions on purpose. Yeah. The topic at hand today is being an adult theater kid is actually not cringy, and I am taking a stand. By Lana Holgado. Um, so, a little background about me. I was a theater kid, kid, and now I have a job at a professional theater. Shout out to McCarter in Princeton, and, um, you know, it hits different when you're an adult. I guess. So, I guess. Okay, I guess maybe.
0: Are you collapsing on your
1: position? I am collapsing on my opinion because there is a difference. There, there is a difference between... Being, being employed. Yeah, there's a difference between being a theater professional and being an adult theater kid. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I have to defend adult theater kids now? <laughs> 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 okay. Adult theater kids are the backbone of society. All right.
0: (laughs) Calm down there.
1: (laughs) Like, so what? You're passionate about something that you were passionate about in school? Like, you know, people these days, they want to see adult spirits be crushed. And actually, I think if your spirit isn't crushed as an adult, you're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're cool. not a mindless cog in the machine and you have passions for something, you're doing something right. Um, you're, you're Yeah, like, who cares if it's a little annoying that you're belting out show tunes and, like, you couldn't, like, you, you know, and you couldn't make it to the big leagues. It's really the, you know, the theater world is, like, the professional theater world is really elitist and hard to get into and it's just a hot mess right now so there are some really talented people who just like theater as a hobby and th- those people are not to be just dis- dis- co- you know d-
0: dismissed.
1: dismissed yeah like a lot of people they're like really into like some kids like people are like into theater in school yeah because you're expected to be into stuff but when you get to the real world there's all these pressures pushing on you there's all this stuff that you have to take care of in life and you know just a little bit you know you just you just love to see like you people singing and dancing and you look at it and you're like wow what a nice time and if you can if you have the disposable income to feed your inner child and go see a show once in a while that's great you're supporting the arts you're a patron of the arts this is what we need adult theater kids are fine actually good night
0: are you fine
1: no i'm <laughs> mentally ill joshua <laughs> That's me saying. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> These episodes used to be short.
1: <laughs> yeah, remember when we're like, we don't have enough material to put out an hour.
0: Yeah, know we,
1: we. We love to see the content. We're giving the people what they want. Capitalism.
0: There's a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, look. No one's saying that you, you can't have interests as an adult, and you can't. Be like, you, you can't have fun. You, everyone can have fun. Everyone deserves to have their own creative outlet, whatever that might be, or no creative outlet, whatever. Maybe you just like consuming things, and that's also fine. Look, I'm an adult male with a podcast, so I'm not like I'm, I'm self-aware about the cringe level that mm-hmm. exists here. I like plays, movies, TV shows, and I consume a lot of content that is made by theater kids. There's like a, you know what? I liked a lot. I heard once like Nick Offerman was talking about like Ron Swanson. And he was just like, yeah, you know, like, people think I'm, like, this, like, big, like, buff, like, tough guy. And, like, I've always been like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was doing ballet. And, like, my brothers, like, made fun of me for it. And, like, you know, all this stuff. Because, like, he, you know, to become an actor, that's like things that you do, right? Mm-hmm. You, like, get into that world. And that's how you become an actor, uh, an actor from there. Very few people are like Adam Driver, who just starts out as a Marine. And it's just like, you know what's cooler than being a Marine? Going to Joy Yard. So yeah, no diss to theater kids. Right, everyone deserves community. Uh, I don't hate on adult theater kids. Expre- express, yourself. Just uh, be a little self aware.
1: But I think the reason that people make fun of theater kids is because they take it seriously and they and like they don't have the talent to back it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and they just they, you know. They, they take it seriously, but like the wrong kind, con- they take the wrong things seriously. Mm-hmm. Like they don't take, they're not focused on the craft. Mm. They're focused on um, the l- like little politics like in the school and like who's getting what part. Mm-hmm. And they're not actually focusing on like, how can I get better and how can I like uplift my community? Yeah. But as a whole, I think theater, I think, adult theater kids get a bad rep. There, yeah, I could go into all the different things that are wrong with the theater industry and the theater education system. There's a lot of classism, colorism, like racism, sexism, all the isms rolled into one, ableism, all, literally all the isms. And it's just real whack the way that, um, the, the way that, theater teachers, theater educators are teaching these kids is not protective of their mental health and they, like, don't realize the effects it has on their mental health until later. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, like, having, like, method approaches to things you know, instead of being like, you're acting right now. Mm-hmm. The whole point is to not actually be going through these things, yeah. but to communicate to the audience that these things are happening. But mm-hmm. you yourself are still a person. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that does not come across in, like, when kids are learning mm-hmm. things. Because they're all about, like, oh, like, I just love... Like, theater kids really just love the escapism of it all, Mm -hmm. you know? And they're like, I just want to be someone who I'm not. And Uh that in itself is like, y'all need to look at your home situations. Um, But, like, I just really hope that as these old teachers and these old ways of thinking are, like, going out and the new, well rounded, like, open minded teachers are coming in, that they, like, have a better handle on. Things, good job, theater kids. Like they've they've put, they've been through the ringer. It's the and you deserve
0: it, but for different reasons. Yes, it's
1: the it's the systems that need to change, not the individual people. This has been Opus. We have unraveled songs, and this has been our podcast.
0: This has. Please follow us on all platforms. Mm
1: yeah we're on a lot of them now right joshua yeah,
0: we're on all the ones that i was like nobody listens to these ones but like you know yeah. what if you want to listen to like yeah i don't know like pocket Casts or whatever mm-hmm. we got you yeah when you
1: when you type us in remember you got to put the dots in between our instagram is opus with dots
0: yeah follow our instagram guys. follow our instagram i just made it we got hot content coming there Mhm. yeah yeah lana's gonna bear a secret to the world
1: yeah (laughs) we're podcasters guys um you can follow me on lana at lana holgado on all platforms and connect with me on linkedin for real yeah you can follow josh on the streets
0: yeah i'll be listening to them continuing Mm -hmm. to respect women yeah those who are not conforming to the gender binary
1: yeah just uh send a little earthquake his way and he'll put his ear to the ground
0: yeah you know just uh just just tell me hey all right theme song is underground stars by locks Beats. we'll see you next time guys high five take it easy guys
1: take it easy